Good morning. Welcome to the Light on Suitability podcast. I'm your host, Elizabeth Camo, and I'm here with my special guest host, Joseph Hades. Michelle, Daryl, and Sean could not be with us today. It's uh, going to be summer soon, so everybody's got all kinds of more fun things to do, but Joe and I find this way more fun than enjoying the summer. We wanted to talk about today, Joe had another great idea, the importance of getting a GED, if you can. And we're in general talking about people that have the intellectual capacity to do that. We're not talking about people who suffer from any kind of learning disability that would make that prohibitive, just to clarify that. And so we think it's a basic, simple thing you can do and it is actually a requirement in a way because the commissioners often mention that as a suggestion for getting that done before a parole hearing at the consultation hearing that happens it's supposed to happen about six years before the hearing it doesn't always happen that way because of new laws things like that but in, in general it happens six years before the hearing the commissioners suggest getting the GED. So I'm going to turn it over to Joe. He's going to explain why the commissioners recommend that as a, I'd say loose requirement, loose requirement, because you won't necessarily be denied parole if you don't have a GED, but it could be related to other bigger issues that um, come up and that are needed and so forth. So Joe, take it away. Good morning. Good morning, Elizabeth. Good to be here. And yeah, the topic, uh, the GED. Let's, I guess, first get down to basics. Uh, GED stands for General Education um, Diploma? Development. Diploma. There you go. Thank you. <laughs> and <clears throat> basically you know it's getting a it's like a high school diploma it's very very basic stuff i believe it covers uh the subjects of uh mathematics reading uh, reading comprehension might be some social uh studies Actually, in there sorry you were right general educational development ged.com and it's okay. a test that's right you were right sorry that's about okay that. yeah no 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 uh and anyways it's something i think i believe it's something uh very important to have uh, education it it changes a person uh it gives them a different view of the world being educated and especially if they've gone some distance in life some years in life without it uh, it's got to be not only beneficial, but, you know, it's exercising a different part of the brain. Uh, I believe with any education, you can become more analytical. Uh, and you just become, I believe, on some levels, a better person. You know, education is great no matter uh, what age you're at, you know, even for an inmate, you know, in his 50s or 60s, 
it can't, number one, like my mom always used to say, education can't hurt, which, which is true. Uh, it can't hurt. And, uh, you know, us as lawyers, we're probably overeducated in our, uh, as we sit in our white towers, uh, you know, looking at other people, I'm not saying, I'm not saying judging other people, but analyzing other people, analyzing their legal skills. And it all started back in the day with grade school and then high school. Um, also too, not having a GED or a high school education is also gonna be limiting as well for the individual. Um, I mean, most employers want at least a high school education. I believe uh, you can't get into the military if you didn't uh, graduate from, from high school. Um, so, uh, and another thing too is when an inmate gets their GED, that's gotta be a great feeling of accomplishment because uh, obviously, with this demographic, I, I, I really shouldn't call it a demographic, we're all human beings, but just for the sake of discussion, uh, many when they come to prison, they, they haven't graduated high school. And so this is almost like a personal accomplishment for them when they reach it. They gotta study hard, they gotta do something that they're probably not accustomed to doing. And that's, you know, sitting there and studying different things, different like mathematical skills, which by the way, with me, that's my worst subject. I don't even know if I could pass the, the math part today, you know, without, without studying. Uh, you know, and also it gives them life skills as well. Like if they have to uh, read something and they've practiced reading comprehension and they know the things to look for, that, that's, that's a skill that's gonna help them every day. Um, so, there, there's a lot of benefits to it, practical benefits, as well as personal benefits. Uh, and yes, it's not a law that you need your GED to be granted parole, um, but it's a great, you know, it, it's going to really help you when you get out into the world, just doing basic every, <clears throat> excuse me, everyday things. Uh, you know, I think it, falls in there and it's a little bit more important though like everyday things like you know how they say an inmate when they get out they got to get their uh, you know a bank account um, driver's license all of those things and a lot more and uh, you know the ability to read reading reading the forms reading and following the instructions you got to do for those things uh, if you're accustomed to some type of academic uh, pursuit, like getting a GED, I believe it's going to make your understanding of all those things you have to do, uh, you're going to be aware of of much more um, in, in reading and reading comprehension and uh, just, you know, navigating through the world. And so... You know, getting a GED is, uh, it's very important, I believe, personally, on many levels. Agreed, agreed, and excellent. Just for the listener's benefit, I sort of put Joe on the spot, so he did 
Uh, thank you. You did awesome considering that I did that to you. One of the things I thought about was um, the differences between a GED and a high school diploma. One is basic. I think it's just basic proficiency, meaning the GED sort of there's a primer for it and then you take the test versus to see if you can you have that basic math skills, uh, language skills and the mm -hmm. two others. I don't know what they are, but um, versus a high school diploma where you actually have to to participate in a certain number of hours and take a test on each subject as you go to accumulate the hundred credits or whatever it is in the United States for that. Mm -hmm. And so there's that difference. Uh, the GED typically gets you similar benefits, but like uh, Joe said, you know, taking your self-help classes, especially if um, there's reading materials and things like that, it's just going to improve your ability to learn things, prepare book reports, and, and by, that. Go ahead. If I may interrupt, just yeah. Uh, yeah. something you said about what you, uh, I just found it here. The uh, the subject areas covered would be English slash language arts, math, mathematical reasoning, science and social studies. Science. So those are that's what it's uh, that's comprised right. Science of and social in, in studies. General. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Mm -hmm. I always don't talk to me about those two. I'm just joking. The other thing is it's important because if you don't have a GED. And your mm -hmm. TABE is, I think, less than nine, you might not be able to participate in vocational training. Now, there are some exceptions sometimes made, uh, in particular, if you have low points. But mm -hmm. another thing about getting a GED, you're busy. You're out of the mix, wow. so to speak, off the yard. You're uh, participating in a pro-social activity which helps you to overcome the finding of antisocial personality disorder. It's one of my big things right now. And that mm. is with the dropping out, not having it, the, you know, the growth and maturity that you need to show the offender change that you need to show all that is one little thing that can go a really long way to support those criteria to put you in the mitigating column. And then in terms of, um, like, like Joe said, learning how to learn, learning how to prepare for something, learning how to be dedicated to something and getting something done. And once you have that one accomplishment, you want to get another and another and another. And so maybe that will also give you the help with your self-esteem because a lot of our clients suffer from low self-esteem and you get that sense of accomplishment and you overcome the that self-esteem issue and then I had um, finally just, uh, you know, it's kind of a, I don't know, a springboard, a jumping off point, something to build on. It's just really important. And then the commissioner said, do it, and you did it. So that's also very important, shows that you're overcoming that defiance of authority issues that some of our clients, most of our clients have at one point in time or another. And yes. then uh, just to stick up for the math, gotta love the math. Math is magic, magical. But anyway, uh, that's that's it there. I don't know if you have anything else to add about a GED. Ultimately, I think Joe and I both agree, concur that it's very important if you can 
and do have an opportunity to find that ABE class, AB2 class, or whatever they are, AB3 classes, adult basic education, to help you prime and get ready for the test. And then mm -hmm. the counselor, however they give it at the prisons, be able to take the test. It's worth your while. I, I noticed that a lot of clients' success stories sort of came there he goes well i got my ged and then other positive things kept happening after that versus yes. trying to do it the other way around it seemed like that ged was sort of a, a foundational aspect to a positive program positive rehabilitation going forward yeah, exactly. Found, I think the key word there is foundational, because if you have a GED and you acquire even basic skills, it's going to help you in many areas. And I think you mentioned programming, you know, reading the material that and needing to understand the things that you need to understand to incur a change in, in yourself. Uh, and you know, doing things like understanding, like victim impact statements, a letter of remorse, a relapse prevention plan. If you have some writing skills and you can, you know, navigate that part, it'll, it'll help you navigate that part of self-help, which is so critical uh, to, to change, to offender change. Yeah, learning good study habits, you know, realizing mm -hmm. that you get something accomplished. And I talked about this in a and another show with Michelle, and that was learning requires repetition, repetition mm -hmm. and dedication to the process and motivation. And, and one thing that we can maybe wrap this up on is Joe's book. Uh, this first chapter is something I took away from it is, do you want to get out of prison? Basically is sort of a very rough, raw summary of that chapter. And do you want to get out? Yeah. And and really think about that. And if you do, then you'll put the the pieces together for yourself. You know, you've got to think free as the chapter is called, but it's really about really, do you want to go home or not? And if you do, then you've got to put the effort in. It's not just going to happen for you. And you can correct my interpretation of that chapter, of course, Joe, but I think it's an important part of that whole thing. Yes, uh, you know, absolutely. Um, you said, actually, you said a lot there. There's a lot to unpack with what you just said. Um, you know, getting getting the GED is, is the first step, and it opens up a lot of doors, uh, changes your view of the world, um, and it's going to help you when eventually you do get out. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's it's just something uh, key, I believe, um, very important to have on many levels. Yeah, changes the view of your own world and your own perspective and the perspective of the negative perspective and perhaps giving you that positive perspective. I think um, hopefully this has been uh, comprehensive enough. I know Michelle would have had some excellent comments as well, but she can be here. And with that, I think we'll just wrap it up on this short note this Sunday. Let Joe get uh, out there and enjoy his Sunday. Maybe you're going to train for your triathlon or something like that. 
Yeah. Yeah. It's a beautiful day over here. So uh, got to take advantage of it. How long does it take to train for something like that or a marathon or whatever you you're doing? Uh, <clears throat> you know, when I ran my first marathon many moons ago, uh, you know, I, I wasn't starting from scratch, but I, I like kind of uh, overtrained, like, like what we do, like for law school, you know, we mm -hmm. get overprepared. So I, I remember I trained like nine months for my first marathon. Wow. But then after wow. that, it goes, it, you know, it went down after that. But, yeah. I mean, it gets back to my point again. You can't just say, I'm going to run a marathon tomorrow and then run a marathon. You're not going to even make it. You won't even be able to walk yourself to the finish line because your feet will not even be conditioned for it or your legs in general. So again, it's just like so many things. And I try to emphasize this point so much. And that is everything requires a sincere dedication of time and repetition. Yes. And, and really a variety of different things. And for learning these mm -hmm. things, I get this a lot from my clients. And that is, I can't remember anything. Well, I don't yeah, know if that's I, true I get that or not. Too. I don't know if that's true or not. So I'll say, you know, Mr. or Mrs. So-and-so, like, is that really true? Or are you just not applying yourself in a way that is required? And just like Joe talked about his marathon, or I've talked about very briefly language learning, it requires repetition of a variety of different things, whatever it's going to take to get you to success. So probably when Joe started learning how to run a marathon and everybody does it a little bit different. He probably started out by running, you know, I don't know, five minutes and then walked five minutes or something and then went home. And then the next day he tried something different and then he did added stretching to it. And then he continued to build and build and build on mm -hmm. that repetition, that repetition of the skills he was learning to be able to give him the opportunity to run in that marathon. Same with language learning. It's repetition 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 i can't just take one course in spanish and then go okay i'm fluent the same right. with all this stuff that you learn the, the clients of ours learn is self-help it has to be done over and over and over and taken again and taken a different spin on it and and that's how you're going to become successful and grow and grow your skills to where you're you're found to be suitable because you've you have that offender change. You can't just say, but I have a certificate. It's it's oh, a lot yeah. more than that. It's so much more than that. And it's so hard to explain at times because he said, they said, get a certificate in XYZ. And I did that. Yeah. So, yes. But, you know, what is the cycle of violence? I don't know. I don't remember. Oh, let me look at my sheet. And then you say, yeah. well, I don't oh. think you can look at that during the hearing. So they'll, you'll get criticized for not internalizing. And then so... This really does get back again to the GED where you have to train and train and train at your ABE classes, adult-based education classes, up to the point where you can take the test. And then after that, you need to apply those skills to the, you know, some other area that you need to, you know, get your grant of parole because you got to do the self-helps, like Joe said, book reports and things like that. So it's all, everything about, this parole process really overlaps with life. We're all doing it as well. We're all trying to learn things as well. And um, anyway, uh, we'll wrap it up unless Joe's got some final parting comments, which is fine. Just to emphasize what 
what you just said, you know, you use the word repetition several times. And you know what? Repetition, I heard this saying before, and it I think it kind of nails it like to support what you're saying. Repetition is the mother of skill. You know, if we do something mm. over and over and over, it gets into our subconscious and then we do it automatically. And that's all oh. about internalization. Oh, I love that. So repetition is the mother of skill? Yes. And is then it? also, what, to confirm what you were saying, I believe everything is a process, whether, you know, it's going to law school, running a marathon, or preparing yourself for uh, a hearing. It, it, it is a process, and it just doesn't happen simple. You know, you learn things, and then you have questions about it, and you get those answers. So that's that's an understanding of the material you've learned, and then you repeat it, and it becomes part of who you are. That's and, right. And I think in support of that for the individual is doing something like getting your GED, because it's not just the fact that you get it, but it, you learn the process of, of doing something new, of learning a new skill, of, of, of something that your brain hasn't maybe uh, encountered through your life. And so it's a new, it's a new part of you, you know, it's, uh, it's something new and something good, something positive. Yes. And also positive is very important. So, all right, Joe, enjoy your Sunday. And thank you again for joining me. I really appreciate it. It's been well, thank you for having me. fun, uh, as always. And we'll uh, hope to see everyone next week. Okay, sounds good.